So not too long ago, I held this workshop at WPPI where I gave my top 30 creative strategies to get photography clients as fast as possible without paid ads. And it killed it. It sold out. It was incredible. I've been sitting on it for a little while and I've decided to bring it back, to bring it back and to give it directly to you. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to pay anything either. I just want to help you grow your business each day for three days. I'm going to share with you 10 ultra unique creative ways to attract dream clients to your photography business without spending a bunch of money. I'm calling this thing the three day client blitz and it is pure gold for three days. I'm going to give you so many creative ideas to get clients in your business right now. Just go to sixfigurephotography.com forward slash blitz six S I X six figure your photography.com forward slash blitz b l i t z i can't wait to give you some incredible ideas you're listening to the six figure photography podcast with ben hartley where you get the positive energy you need to help you grow your business your relationships and your mindset if you need the show notes or want to check out the latest blog post visit sixfigurephotography.com Podcast listeners, welcome to the Six Figure Photography Podcast. I am your host, Ben Hartley. Thank you so much for listening. Step one, I need to do this. Like I'm a huge proponent of gratitude. I, I try to start my day listing three things I'm grateful for. I'm going to do a live right now with you guys. For starters, number one, you for giving me your, your attention, your time. It's incredible that you would do that. Thank you so much for listening. The second thing I'm grateful for, uh, is our guest today. Let's go with that. Marina Bariva. I'm, I'm super grateful for her all the way out in China. We're going to throw, uh, the audio over to her in a little bit. The third thing I'm grateful for is this business that I have and the business that you have. You guys, this is incredible. Can we just pause for a second and recognize how incredible it is that we get to do what we love and make an income doing it. Now, look, I understand that everyone who's listening, you may be at a different point for some of you. It's like full time for others of you. You're dabbling and, and, and you're testing the waters a little bit. And either way, it's freaking exciting. So thank you so much for being here. You guys at the Six Figure Photography Podcast, uh, we help you grow your business. That's really it. We help you grow your business by bringing on other people who have gone and done it before us uh, to interview them, to prod, to poke, to see what did you do? How did you do it? That's the point of the show. Uh, and so we're going to be diving in. We've got a great guest today, Marina Bariva. Before we throw it over to Marina, I want to plant a seed for you guys real quick, and I want to invite you guys to something. Look, I am always building. I'm always working on on on, on something else. Um, obviously, we've got the photography studio here that we're running full time. We've got the podcast here. I've got a new project that I am I am so jazzed about, and I want you guys to be a part of it. I want I want to see you guys there. I would love to talk with you guys there, and I'd love to be able to give more to you. I mean, really, that's going to be the main focus here is to give even more back to you. And so we've got a brand new show coming out called the Do What You Love Show, right? Do What You Love Show, 
And I want to invite you guys to it. We're building out all the episodes right now, filming, shooting, all this stuff. It's super exciting. Uh, and if you want to get the earliest episodes, if you want to get the early drop, head over to benhartley.com. Benhartley.com. There you can sign up to get the early uh, uh, access. As soon as things go live, you're going to be the first one to be notified. So I would love to see you there. Head to benhartley.com. Sign up for the Do What You Love show. The whole purpose of the show is to help you step out, not even of fear, but like step out in fear, like be scared out of your mind, step out and do it anyways and design the life that you want to live. That's our whole purpose. We want to help you to design the life that you want to live. So we can't wait to see you guys there. Look on today's episode, let's focus up. We have Marina Bariva. She is an international portrait photographer. We're actually talking to her. She's all the way out in China right now. International portrait photographer. She's based in Beijing, China. She's also the founder of InnetworkPlus.com and host of Marketing for Creatives, the Marketing for Creatives show, uh, where she interviews uh, experts from all over the world um, for business, marketing knowledge, for creatives, uh, small business owners. Incredible stuff, you guys. You have to go check it out. Uh, look, she got bored living in Russia, so she moved to China. Please welcome Marina Bariva. Marina, how are you today? Hi, Ben. I feel excited, and I really love how you say we help people do what they love to do. I'm very excited to help your audience to serve your audience today. Yes. Okay. So look, all the way out in China, uh, you, you grew up in Russia. I feel like I just want to know so much backstory here, Marina. So um, tell me a little bit more. What was your life like growing up in Russia? I'm asking because I've, I honestly don't, like I have no clue. I have no gauge for this. I have, I have no one close in my life uh, who's grown up in Russia. So what, was, what, were, what were things like? It was fun in the beginning when you were a kid, right? And then when you grow up, you feel like, what are you going to do? So I had my hobby. I loved modeling. And when I was a teenager, I was doing that. And then I had my corporate job and I quit it in 2008. So this year, my anniversary year for not having a full-time job and doing different things. And after I quit my job, I was doing web design for almost five years. And then I, I get tired of this. I get tired of uh, sitting in front of the computer. I get bored in Russia because when you do your freelance stuff, you can be anywhere. And mm -hmm. I thought like, okay, so what I'm going to do? And I bought a ticket and I, come, I came to China for one month to see how it is here. And it's like another world. Like America yeah. Why is China? Somewhere. Because like, you see, you know, like you look at the sky and you see the moon and you feel like this is another planet. It's interesting what is there. So China was for me like this. This is another planet. If you go to US, you go to Europe, people are similar. Cultures are similar. But China, oh, there's so many different things. So I moved here. Uh, well, I, I got here for travel and then I came back home to Russia and I felt like, I have even more nothing to do. And then I just moved here. And that yeah, time... So you must have loved it on your on yeah. your small trip there. You loved it and came back. Yeah, I had so many challenges here. So when I got back to Russia, I thought like, okay, I'm going to put myself in another challenge. If I will be able to speak Chinese within the next half of the year, I can do anything. 
Yeah, like that's no small feat. I, it took me seven months. Three months I was learning by myself and four in the university. But that was tough. But yeah. after that, I just speak. It, it just practice and no learnings anymore. And my Chinese is intermediate. I can type. And it's not like if you would learn English or Spanish when the alphabet is kind of similar and the meaning can be similar. Here you sure. need to remember the tones. If I will tell you like ma, 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 there is a four different words. <laughs> Look, we have two, 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 two. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sorry, I always mess those <laughs> ones up too. Oh my word! So then, were you were you a photographer in Russia before you uh, came to China? I was a model there. I was interested in photography. So you were being photographed. Yes, but I was in front of the camera. Yeah. Yeah, and then Wh- when which I moved, do you like to- more? Ah, uh, both. It's it's yeah. so different. You just have fun everywhere. True. Sometimes, like there was a time when I was in Miami and I got to the uh, Scold Kelpies photo walk and there's a bunch of photographers and some models and then all the models started to leave and I was just sitting checking my stuff. Someone started to take pictures of me and well, I, I've been modeling and I started to post and I see all this, the crowd of photographer around me taking pictures of me. I'm like, I'm a photographer here. And you shoot me as a model. That's a lot of fun. (laughs) (laughs) So I just switch whenever I can. I love it. And it's really helped uh, photography business to know how it is to be in front of the camera and behind of the camera. Yes. Yeah. How has that uniquely helped you? I mean, like, are there certain things that maybe you understand now uh, that you incorporate when you are out photographing? For sure. When you're in front of the camera, especially those people, like I photograph a lot of um, non-models. Those people who first time in front of my camera, I know how they feel. I know how scared it is. I know how hard it is to smile. And when I'm behind of the camera, I have a lot of different tricks because I love acting and I was doing modeling. So I help them with the posing, with how I teach them how to smile. I use all of these little tricks from different backgrounds to bring their personality and their like real emotions. I'm known for my ability to show the real person. And usually people tell me, wow, you made me even more, you made me look even more handsome than I am. Or the girl's like, wow, I didn't know that I'm so beautiful. <laughs> yeah. That's and awesome. Look natural. No, it's, yeah. yeah, it's hard. Like, um, I've been, you know, I just had headshots taken. It is hard to, like you said, to smile. It's something that you know, maybe you don't think about, like, you know, but to get a really genuine good smile. And then on top of it, at a, at a photo shoot where it's like, kind of just nonstop. You're like, you start to feel like, oh my gosh, I'm smiling again. Should I, should I still be smiling again? (laughs) Um, so I think that's a really interesting observation just to have just the understanding of how, how challenging it actually is to smile. So then, okay. So you came to China here. Uh, how different, and, and also too, have you ever lived for any duration, uh, here in the States? 
Yeah, I've been in many places. I lived for one or several months in different areas and I traveled a lot. I've been in Seattle, I've been in uh, LA, Vegas several times, Miami, I go there almost every year, New York, Washington, Orlando. I don't know. What are, what other famous places do you have there? <laughs> what about Columbus, Ohio? What about Columbus, Ohio? Oh, one day, one day. Wait yeah. for me there. <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. Well, look, how would you say, and maybe we need, it's okay if we need to focus up on on the difference between Russia and China, but, um, and maybe there's not. I mean, do you feel like that the markets are, are very similar or are they vastly different uh, for photography? And, and maybe even before we answer that, Marina, maybe we should talk a little bit more about the specific type of types of photography work that you do, because I'm sure in different niches, there's going to be uh, kind of uh, more unique qualities to them. So how would you describe the type of work that you produce? Let's start with that. I shoot two types. I photograph one is the fashion style portraits for women. So I make them look like in a magazine, all the glamour modeling style, but still look like they are. And I shoot personal branding. Those are headshots. Those are professional business portraits, portraits for actors or models, because it's kind of like mix of my previous background of being a model. And then I specialize on people now, just on portraits. And when you talk about the difference between countries, there are differences. There are differences in even the taste. For example, in China, uh, well, if I shoot people how they are, in China, they put a lot of Photoshop on the photos. Mm -hmm. I had a client who reached me out on social media and she said, oh, can you take a picture of me, please? I like your style. I'm like, sure. So she was like, oh, I had the photo shoot before. I'll send you some pictures. And I look at the pictures and I see they Photoshopped. But I'm like, okay. Typical Chinese style. And then we set the date and I was just running around looking for her. And she was like, Marina. And I turned around and I'm like, because I see a completely (laughs) different face. On the photo, there was like skinny girl, um, little face. And I see like almost square face, a little fat girl. I'm like, okay, whatever. It's a completely different person. But I'm like, I still will shoot you as I should. I will still keep you as you are. I'm I'm not going to do whatever happened with you on your previous photo shoot. So you don't lean into that. So even though the market, I don't want to say demands it, but maybe the market expects it or that's kind of the climate, you don't... um, Well, I guess, yeah, lean into that uh, type of thing. You do your own thing. Well, I work a lot with foreigners and with uh, like Chinese people who speak English. Even if I speak Chinese, it's mostly I work with the English-speaking people. And I prefer to be known for what you like doing, what you, what is your style. Even if the, that market is different people come to me because of my style and even for example sometimes i shoot some love stories or like small weddings because it anyway goes to like almost life story shoots and when people look at my photos and the chinese photos 
Chinese photographers all often shoot uh, more you know, wide angles, full body. I shoot more emotions and connections and close-ups. Mm. So those people who are looking for that style, they come to me. Those people who look for the uh, Chinese, you know, like they can be like beautiful dresses, uh, whatever they should, Photoshop, of course, <laughs> they go to Chinese photographers. And so I'm, you've I'm really gone with the, that. Yeah. And it's probably, would you say that it's helped you to actually in your success to kind of step out as, as kind of the opposite? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because even for like when I shoot models and actors' portfolios, what happened when they come to Chinese photographer and the person put a lot of Photoshop on them? Then they come to the casting director who pick them by the photos and they show them <laughs> photos and they present themselves and the casting director say like, no, we want the person from the photo and you look different. So how you can have two different personalities on the photo and how you look like, that's not what we want to work with. Yeah. Podcast listeners, I apologize for interrupting the interview, but I just I have to give a shout out to two big supporters of the industry, two big supporters of the SFP podcast. And so I'm going to be brief here. The first is the Giphy booth. All right. So here's the deal. Uh, it is essentially a photo booth, but it is a modern, fresh, uh, new take on a photo booth. It makes animated GIFs and photographs. Now, here's the deal. I'm a working wedding photographer. I am not a photo booth owner. And I want you guys to understand this. This is perfect. If you are a photographer first, out shooting events, uh, portraiture, that type of thing, this booth is amazing because it requires so little work. Like I've I've had other photo booths. I still own another photo booth, but the Giphy booth is the thing that I love because I just get to set it up in under five minutes. It it's like a it's the size of like a laptop bag essentially. Um, it automates everything once you're done with an event. Uh, it's such an easy upsell. And one of the great things about it is because it takes so little overhead to actually run uh, an event that I essentially get to pass that savings on to my client. And so I can I can charge less for it, do more events and remain so much more stress-free. It also has like built-in marketing tools. You guys just need to check it out. It is called the Giphy Booth. Go check it out at giphy.com, G-I-F, yyy.com three y's g-i-f-y-y-y.com by the way use the coupon code sfp2017 for some dope discounts maybe just mention my name dude you know ben hartley sfp2017 uh is the code uh to go check this thing out i own one and i promise you i'm buying another this year as well Next up on my thank you list is Freedom Edits. You guys, look, the end of the day, you can't grow your business if you are doing everything. It's just a it's a fact that we all have to face. And to have somebody who's doing the bulk editing. By the way, when I say bulk editing, like I get to still, you get to still choose to edit the photographs that you want to edit, the beautiful portfolio shots, the stunning bridal portraits, whatever it is that you get excited about, please keep editing that. But all of the bulk stuff that slowly kills your soul please go check out Freedom Edits and have them take care of it because they're going to give you consistent results with personal touch. This is the thing. It's the personal touch. Like the intentional decisions 
that that uh, Freedom Edits, by the way, in-house editors, not like outsourced, in-house editors make, I freaking love because they're actually making intentional creative decisions and not just doing these like robotic choices where you get images back and you're like, why did they expose for that? They like Like any normal creative would have understood that there was an off-camera flash. And, and done this right. Freedom Edits will do it right, you guys. I freaking love them. Go check out Freedom Edits. By the way, uh, it's freedomedits.com forward slash Ben Hartley. That's where you need to go. Freedomedits.com forward slash Ben Hartley. They're going to give you the first full wedding free, you guys. Again, just mention my name, Ben Hartley. They're going to give you the first full wedding free. Like, Do you want to save a couple days this week? Then go do this right now. Freedomedits.com forward slash Ben Hartley. All right, let's get back to the show. So look, I'm curious. I'm still, I'm still stuck on this. I'd love to hear some stories because I sh- I'm sure you've got some stories, A Marina. Of well, there's my guess is there's gotta there's had to have been some language barriers when you first moved, um, and I'm imagining that that may have resulted in some interesting stories. Do you have anything to, to share from your early days, um, whether it be uh, moving to China, some early clients um, that you that you wouldn't mind sharing with us? My early coming here was I was so hungry because everything was in Chinese <laughs> and I didn't know what to buy. Yeah. <laughs> because you come to the restaurant and everything is in Chinese. And even if you pick something, even if they have picture and you pick something, they bring you and it looks different and it tastes different. It can be like <laughs> they can bring you chicken with the taste of fish or they can bring you something and you even don't know what it is. And you better don't ask. Because sometimes <laughs> it can be something which you in real life will not eat. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. my goodness. But working with the clients, it's because it's a very international city. I live in Beijing in a capital. And sometimes we just speak different languages. I have sometimes uh makeup artists and hairstyles on the set who are uh Russian speaking or Chinese. And the clients speak English or the clients speak Chinese. So we have kind of mix of different languages. We try to speak English. That's why I'm saying that uh, I focus more on English-speaking people. Uh, but a lot of times you just need to be active and use your hands to explain what to do. And my, my, my modeling background helps me here because I can pose and I can show the person what to do and how to do that. We do that usually together. They mirror me. Because if I would try to explain, and sometimes when you talk to one person in Russian and then you switch to English, you have a mess in your head. Because like right away you need to speak two, three languages. Yeah. So you need to be very yeah. active. I feel like, you know, posing and directing that client communication is one of the most stressful parts of being a photographer is just that constant, you know, um, confidence that you have to have during it. And it's like exponentially you're, you're on like hard mode, Marina, you're, you're on expert mode right now. It's my favorite part of the shoot. You know, what's funny sometimes when I, because I used to shoot a lot of women, but sometimes when I pose guys, I, I use my style. And when I look at them, I'm like, wow, he looked like a woman because he copied me. I should do another pose for him. (laughs) (laughs) 
That's awesome. That's so funny. Marita. So man, uh, look, let's, I'm curious about this. Has, have you found kind of the, the, uh, the climate in regards to like censorship and, and the internet, like, have you found that, um, challenging or has it introduced any unique challenges for you? Um, as you've gone ahead to try to run your business, which in a lot of ways is like a tech business. So much of what we do does happen online. Um, has it interfered at all in regards to censorship online or is this really a non-issue for you in China? It depends on where, on where you where I am, where I travel. If I'm in China, we have our social network here, the Chinese one. For example, if you are in the US, you have Facebook, you have Twitter, you have uh, Instagram. We have kind of all-in-one platform. <laughs> so when I'm here, I post my stuff on that network. I try to use local Chinese stuff and foreign stuff, but it's a little bit difficult because if my market is here, they mostly use, even foreigners, they mostly use Chinese social media network. If I go to US, for example, if I would stay there for quite a long time, there was one time when I stayed like like four, more than four months, four or five months, and then I used Facebook more. I was more active there because you meet people, you communicate with them, you connect with them. And I so much get used to that I didn't use phone as a phone anymore because we all in, in social media network. And when you, when, for example, if I'm in the US again and I post my stuff, I share my stuff, it's a little bit different marketing because if, if I use Chinese social media, uh, we chat, right? We chat. It's more like a private Facebook account. So you have your friends and only your friends see what you post. Uh, If you're on Facebook, like real Facebook, uh, then you can have your page and it's easy to create. In WeChat, it's more difficult. And on Facebook, you you have more abilities with that. But again, here then the network is smaller. And because it's the international community, people are like people who live here for quite a long time, like I've been here for more than seven years already, we know each other. And people more helpful with the, you know, like with the connection and just in in general. While sometimes I come to different country, like um, I was in Argentina, I lived in Argentina for two months and I supposed to work on a couple of projects there. And... I come to the agency and they like, yeah, we'll get in touch with you. And they just didn't get in touch with me. But I was already there. I supposed to work on the project. And there's another project which I also wanted to work on. And they say like, oh, I'm sorry. We don't need you anymore. That was tough. And connect there with people were more difficult than, than if I would be in China. Hmm. When uh, I, I hear this all the time 
from photographers here in the States, you know, moving to a new city, a new location, even myself, when I first started, you know, we started by moving, we moved to a brand new city here in Columbus. I uh, didn't have any clients here. And this is where we began kind of fresh. We didn't have that network. And I know so many people, maybe they have a network, they have kind of their current market and they're moving, they're moving across the country. I talked to so many military uh, families who are constantly moving. Now you, you didn't just move to a new city, a new state, like you, you moved to right, a whole new country, a whole new everything, a whole new culture. How did you get your, your first clients when you moved to China? I don't remember, actually. <laughs> because if there was a mix. I was doing modeling the time before I switched to full-time photography. I've done it like a few years back. But slowly when I switched to photography... There was someone, I think the friend, the friend's friend, like someone's reference, then I got the client. And here the main marketing is word of mouth. Even if I post something on WeChat, it's anyway more someone tell about me and just give my context to people. Mm -hmm. So it started probably being then in the creative space as a model, working with other photographers, meeting people. I mean, were you out? I mean... Yeah, were you out meeting a bunch of people when you first arrived? I mean, how did you even get yourself to step out of, and maybe this is just you, Marina, maybe you just always step out of your comfort zone. My guess is that's the answer because you moved from Russia to China <laughs> uh, alone. So like, uh, how, did you, how did you kind of get past that fear and step out and start networking and meeting people? Mm, even more, I tell you the secret, I'm an introvert. So, but I love people so much. And this is the key of working in, in everything in every area or with everything. You need to find what you're passionate about. I love people. And when I go to the networking events, depends on the people, you can see both of my sides. If I will talk to you about, about something which I really love, like photography, traveling, I don't know, books which I read. I can talk, 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 talk for a long time. But if you'll tell me about something like football or, I don't know, even going to the restaurants all the time, that's not my thing. I will stay on the side. I will not talk. So I try to find uh, what I like. Even it, It's even... For any person who moved to the new place, it doesn't matter if I will come to China or I will go to US or I will go to Canada, um, anywhere. I look for the interesting for me places, the interesting for me networks. If I will go to US, I will look for the actors communities, creative communities, business communities, chamber of commerce, all of these networking events which are resonating with me, which I love. I will look for some church communities, like Christian communities. Dancing, I love dancing. And then when you get to so many uh, groups, you meet so many people. And then you feel like, oh, uh, it, it doesn't feel like you just came two weeks ago. It totally makes sense. You hit on something there that I haven't heard anybody talk about yet. And that was uh, like uh, Actors Guild, like an actors community. Can you share more about that? About US or about uh, China or 
where? Uh, where where have you had experience with it? Um, you know, I, I think that we're all familiar with marketing groups, um, small business groups, chamber of commerce. Um, but I imagine certainly in uh, certain parts of the country that there's probably more prominent like acting groups and, and kind of maybe explain a little bit more about that, the angle that you take there, the approach and, and is, is that mostly headshot work then for actors? Yeah, I guess I, I just haven't heard anybody share too much about that. You think too much about work, Ben. <laughs> think about people first and the interest because you need to, before you sell something, you need to know the person. And I usually take the like helping and serving approach when I interact with people. So when I get to the community, I try to know about the person, what they do, how I can help the person. A lot of people, when I meet them the first time, they don't need the headshot. Or they don't need a photo right away like this day. And if there's no this urgency of taking the photo, it's harder to sell. But when the opportunity comes, for example, if you work with the actor and it's better for the actor to update their headshots every year or once they change the style, maybe girls got the short haircut or guys got the beard and then they need a new headshot, then I'll be right there. And when you look for those communities, um, well, if you are in Miami area or in LA area, you can search on Facebook. Uh, I think it calls table table meetings, uh, where creative people get together. There's There are not only photographers, but also there are actors, models, videographers, photographers, and they get together and just share about the project they work on. For example, I can come there and say, oh, I have a marketing for creatives podcast and I'm looking for interviewing new people. But someone can stand up and say, I'm shooting a video clip next week and I need a few models who would like to join. And those can be free gigs or can be paid gigs. You just tell right away, maybe it's not, there's nobody who will help you, but there also can be people who will help you in your project. And then you just get connected to them. And then the networks just start growing. Look for those people. You can look for, for them on Facebook or Meetup or what else do you have there? Just ask people around you. Those who are active, like those actors, videographers, or models, they know their groups. If someone comes to China, just the newcomer, they don't know any acting groups, they don't know any videographers, photographers groups. But those people who stay here, they already know, and they're, they're just happy to help, to add you. And then you look for people, you get connected with them somehow. It's awesome. So you said you're on 10 years, 10 year anniversary since going full-time. What advice do you have if you could go back, if you could give your 10, 10 year younger Marina self, any kind of pro tips, knowing what you know now, what would you go back uh, and, and tell yourself, Marina? When you get new idea of what you want to do in life, go for it as soon as possible. Because the, the worst thing which can happen with people, they will regret they didn't take this opportunity. When I left Russia, I loved traveling. 
I still love that. But that time, I had so many dreams. I wanted to be everywhere. I wanted to taste how it is to live in China, how it is to, to live in Bali, in Indonesia, how it is to live in U.S., in Canada, in Argentina. I traveled a lot. I met so many people. And there are so many, you know, like you see the world from the different perspective. If you want to go travel, go travel. Don't come up with excuses, just do it. If you want to shoot photography, if you want to shoot people do photography, go and do this. What people often do, as I see, let's take photographers. I like to photograph portraits. But the weddings brings more money. Then I'll shoot wedding. Don't do this. If you love portraits, find the way, find what you're passionate about. And when people will see this passion in you, they will get attracted to that. It's like I'm here. People also tell me wedding brings more money. I'm like, uh uh-uh. Go shoot your wedding, which will take you a lot of time. Probably the price is going to be like the final price, maybe about the same. But you will shoot the whole day, you'll get exhausted. Probably you'll spend money on your assistant, uh, retouching, whatever. I'm happy with what I have. I have few meetings with people, or mostly we talk. Maybe we meet in person uh, before the photo shoot and the photo shoot itself. And then in a few days, they get photos. Done. Everyone is happy. So you consider the time. You consider the money. You consider the effort. And I love to do what I'm doing. Instead of shooting weddings, which I don't really like. I can shoot the love story. I love them too. But big weddings? Please no. That's not my thing. <laughs> Please no. So here's what I heard you say. I heard you say, uh, don't wake, don't wait, um, like take action. Uh, there's always an excuse. There's always a fear. There's always a reason not to do something. Um, and so jump, your advice was to jump. That was what you would give yourself. And then the second one was don't follow the money. Did you ever feel like in your career you followed the money and it, uh, did it pan out? Like what? Uh, like, did you ever, uh, did you ever have to learn that lesson the hard way? Like, did you ever shoot a wedding and you got to the end of it and you were like, well, hell no, I'm not doing that again. Uh, like, was there ever an experience where you did pursue the money and, uh, that's how you learned that lesson. Few years ago, I was ready to shoot almost everything which came to me. I shoot weddings. I shoot events. I shoot, um, I tried some food photography, like basically everything. And it's so difficult because you need to come up with a new price because you cannot charge for the... You, you need to think what you're going to charge for the food photos and for the wedding and for the portraits because you'll give different product. You'll, give, you'll spend different time and there's different money which you'll earn. Then I decided to cut down to what I love doing the most. Those are two things which I'm doing, as I say, the fashion style portraits and personal branding. It made my life so easy. You can't imagine. And you know what? I've done the test. I've done the experiment. Because many years ago, when I just started photography, it was so hard for me to sell. It was difficult. 
I was in the beginning of my photography career, I was looking for acceptance of my work more than helping people and selling the uh, the experience. So there was a time my sister visited me in China and I had the album with some of my photography work. So we went together to the event and I showed my work to different girls and they're like wow beautiful i would like to take pictures like this blah 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 and my sister told me in russia marina cell marina cell and i'm like in russian dasha i cannot dasha i cannot and in english yes there is a so beautiful photos and my sister was like marina cell marina cell dasha i cannot what's so beautiful photos you like them mm, okay give me back my album thank you no sales. <laughs> <laughs> so that was difficult. So I've done the experiment several years ago on my on people who reach me out, not my not the referrals and not like people who I knew, but those who reach me out from nowhere. And I just they asked me how much, and I gave them different prices. You know what was interesting? Many people complain in the same way. It's so expensive. It doesn't matter how much I would charge. I would charge like $100 or I would charge $500 for the same work. It's too expensive. If for people this expensive, and especially in China, people like to bargain. It, it's just in the culture. And I'm like, it doesn't matter what's the price actually, but it's matter how you sell, how you show this experience and how you show how important it's to the person, what they will get. And uh, like you, you focus not on the price, but your service, your products, and people care about themselves more than about your price and <laughs> your fears and everything. If you make them feel comfortable and you give them what they want and need, and they will buy it. Well, sometimes they cannot afford it. But more likely, if you reach the right person, they will buy it. I love this. I want to pivot here. I want to talk a little bit more about um, some of your personal projects. I know this has been a huge component to what you um, what you focus on, what you work on, what's even led to some of your success um, and your branding. Um, and I think too, for the listener who's starting out and, and they don't have paying clients, maybe this will even talk, uh, maybe this will <laughs> help pull out a little bit more of the, the thought process, uh, kind of give you some ideas of on what you did do when you first moved to China, but like how, how can someone use, um, like, uh, their own personal projects or non-paying clients to build a portfolio and to actually acquire clients? Well, it can be for new photographers or for those photographers who are looking for the new level of clients or new genre to shoot. If you photograph weddings and you want to shoot portraits, mm -hmm. you need the new portfolio, mm -hmm. you need new clients, right? And yeah. this is the awesome thing. This is what where I tell, find what you love doing. Look for the, for example, you want to build a new portrait uh, portfolio. and it can happen if you're just starting out with the photography or you move to another city or you want to find new clients. You need to have the variety of portfolio of people who you want to shoot. 
So if you focus on women, what is your range? Do you shoot teenagers? Do you shoot middle-aged women? Do you shoot old women? Or if you focus on uh, like headshots, again, is it the actor's model's portfolio, business portfolio? And when you know that, then you look for the variety of people. Um, if in your area, like you should only headshots for women this is your audience if you should um like fashion style portraits then this is going to be another audience and the thing is when you put put uh, that into the project then you make something interesting for people it's not like you're coming, you know, I decided to become a photographer and I need to take new pictures. No, create a project. I want to photograph top 10 business people in my area. Mm-hmm. I want to photograph every um, woman of every nationality I can find. Or like five nationalities. Or it can be like, I want to shoot teenagers, like um, old women, middle-aged women, everyone. Put it in the project. I want to shoot 15 years old girl, 20 years old, 25, 30, and etc. I want to show this, uh, you know, like the range, right? One thing that's good for your portfolio. Because you have the variety of people who you will shoot. Number two. When you come to people with a project, they would want to participate more. If I'll come to you and say, Ben, you know, I need one more photo for my portfolio. You'll say, you know, I'm busy. <laughs> I yeah. do my work. If you, uh, if I come to you and say, Ben, you know, I'm, I want to photograph top 10 business people in my area and I want you to be in. Would you like to join that? Yeah. You're like, oh, I want to be on top 10 per- people, right? And then you create the collection of that. And when you look for the people who you want to photograph, you need to look for a few categories of people. One, influencers. Those people who have the name. Mm-hmm. If you, for example, known in your city... So people should come to you. We will photograph Ben Hartley. For example, there's another superstar, maybe, uh, I don't know, movie star or anyone that you can leverage the name of the person. So when you show your portfolio and people will see the person, they will be like, wow, Mm -hmm. she photographed Ben. Probably (laughs) she is so good that even... He got a photo shoot with her. Yeah. This is number one. Those people probably will not share, will not talk too much about you. Some people will, some people not. The second category of people who you need to look for, those people who have a lot of followings, who have the communities, a lot of Instagram followers, a lot of uh, Facebook uh, communities or groups. And those people who are very uh, engaged with this community online, because those people often look for something to post on social media. 
And if they would have the good portrait, what happened? When I take a photograph of people, 99% of the time, when they get pictures, one of them goes to their profile. And what say, people say that say. one more time. Say that one more time. When I photograph people, 99% of times, 9 of 10, the person will put a new headshot on their profile. More, more likely, they will also share something on social media. Yeah. When the people see the good quality photo on their social media, what they will say? Wow, Ben, you're so handsome. Who took a photo <laughs> of you? Maybe they will not ask directly on social media who took a photo of you, but they can ask you like when they meet you. So this person, Ben, you will tell who took your photos. Number three, the third category of people. Those people who are known in the town, but they are not famous. Those people are kind of the networking people. They usually uh, have their network. People know them, but they are not superstars. They're not social media uh, influencers. But there can be, for example, uh, a guy who organizes big networking events or the girl who have like has cooking classes every Friday and she usually have a crowd of people um, in her place. Why? Because they have network. Because when you take a photo of this person, probably again, maybe they will share on social media, but even if they not share, but you will talk to people, you will show your portfolio and when they see the person Wow, I know this girl. I know this guy. And you can tell the story. So you have three categories of people. You have the well-known people, social media influencers, and people who know a lot of people and who other people knows. Why? Because when you show your portfolio, first, you can tell the story about every person. Second, when they see influencers, they will be like, wow. If they shoot those people, I want to be photographed. Or when they know the, uh, when you photograph the person who knows a lot of people, it's more likely you will meet in the town someone who knows this person. And people buy from people. It's the relationship matter. You will know from the person who, uh, you will buy from the person who photograph your friend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this it. is the main thing. You need to put this in the project. Don't just shoot for, you know, I'll shoot for free anything. Put in the project. Yeah, it's it's creating personal work that you're excited about, but then also being really intentional about it. Like incredibly intentional before you just go out and shoot anything, shoot any style, shoot, shoot any model. Really trying to think through uh, what you end up making. I love that. You need to think from the marketing and business perspective before you start doing something. First, you need to love it, but you still need to market it. Yeah. yeah, and I think that those two things tend to be disconnected, right? It's either like, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna do this passion project, I'm gonna do this thing that I love, uh, and just for me, or it's like, I'm, I have this marketing campaign, I'm building my portfolio, I'm going to do this bridal show, I'm going to do a meet and greet, and it's, and it's a very disjointed thing. Your whole intent is to merge those two. 
Exactly, exactly. It's all you. You can build a business around what you love doing the most. And it's real. And marketing is not so hard as people believe. Yeah, it's it's very true. At least the the best kind, actually, like the best kind of marketing is is uh, I don't want to say it's effortless, but it's the kind of marketing that like, um, well, like maybe it's just it's not an ad, right? It's uh, but it is intentional. Look, I want to I want to uh, ask a couple questions here. So you've got this thing. Uh, you're the founder of, and you're gonna have to give me some grace here. So uh, networkplus.com into networkplus.com. Can you can you tell me a little bit more about this? Yeah, I last year I started a marketing for creatives podcast because I was thinking I should personal branding. I want to serve my audience. I want to bring them practical content. So I bring those creative people and business people, solopreneurs, small business owners, those who usually work on their own, like we are. I bring them experts who share practical tips on how you can market your business. And the show run every week. You can find them on any of uh, your favorite platform, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. Just go and search marketing for creatives and get more business tips. Yes, that's awesome. Oh, so cool. And I'm I'm going through you've got you've got some really awesome uh guests on here that I'm super familiar with. And uh yeah, you guys definitely have to check this out. Marina. Look, I know you already shared about the podcast, but where else can people find you online? I'm everywhere in social media as Marina Bariva. I'm happy that you said my name correctly several times. <laughs> Usually it's hard to pronounce. <laughs> like, a little practice. Let's be real. It's a little practice, uh-huh. Marina. So it's M-A-R-I-N-A-B-A-R-A-Y-E-V-A. I'm on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. But if you want to connect for my personal conversation, Instagram is the best. Awesome. I love that. Marina, thank you so much for being here today with me. I really appreciate it. I appreciate you sharing your story, uh, your knowledge, your your information uh, to the photography community. It, you're just making the whole world a better place, helping people do what they love. So thank you so much. Thank you so much, Ben, for having me on your show. It was a pleasure to serve your audience today. Yeah. Podcast listeners, thank you so much. I look. I hope that that this conversation with Marina um, it gave you a little something. It, it inspired you, maybe even just to take that step to jump and to take the leap uh, to not pursue the money to figure out a way to, to turn your personal project into something that can can actually market for you. Um, or maybe just made you want to go visit China. I kind of got that a little bit of it too. But I just appreciate so much uh, that you had the chance to listen. Um, look, uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, and I can't wait to see you over at the Do What You Love show. Again, head over to benhartley.com uh, to, to get early access to the Do What You Love show. Otherwise, I will see you on the next episode of the Six Figure Photography Podcast. Thank you.